Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we come to this retreat with trembling hearts. Our desire is that you will speak to us as a father speaks to his children. We desire that by the end of this retreat, our minds and our hearts, the totality of our being will be committed to producing fruit which pleases you and with agency. Help us, Father. Give us grace, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay? So, like the MC has explained, the quality control retreat is just for the weekend. And what we do is we take another look at the work we are doing and try to wait to assess it, to test it, to, to see whether we are on the road. And in this particular retreat, we are looking at the quality of disciples we are making and the speed with which we are making the disciples. So I'm going to talk about three things. The first is what kind of disciples are we producing? Number two, why is it important to look at the disciples we are producing? Number three, how can we improve the quality of the disciples we are producing?
number one what kind of disciples followers what kind of followers what kind of Christ followers are we producing what kind of Christians are our churches producing what kind of believers are our Bible colleges producing what kind of church members are our lives producing what kind of Christians our missionaries who are on the mission field what kind of Christians are they producing definitely there is a standard a when we say standard we mean that an expected quality for the disciples we are producing it means that when you buy a mobile phone you expect it to do for you what mobile phones do when you buy um, a shoe you expect the shoe to perform to deliver what shoes should do in the same way when the Bible talks about a disciple. We need to ask ourselves, what are they talking about? In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19, Jesus met fishermen, Peter, Andrew and later and John he said to them three things follow me will make you fishes free disciple must have at least these three things. Number one, you are Christ follower. Follow me. You are a Christ follower. Number two, I will make you you must be changing because Jesus is transforming you. You must be changing. And the last part, he says, I will make you fishes of men. Every follower of Jesus Christ is expected 
to be a fisher of men. You, you are, your life must be changed so that you fish for men and women. Wherever you go, you, you are a fisher of men and women. So, when we talk about a disciple of Jesus Christ, you don't have to look far. Ask yourself, is the person following Jesus? Is the person Jesus? Is the person walking in the steps of Jesus? Do, do you see the person a Christ follower? Then the second question is, is the person changing? If the person is not changing, then it's not true that he's a Christ follower. Then, the third question to ask is, is the person fishing for men and women? Is he a fisher of men? Then it means you are a disciple. So this brings me to the second part that is why is it important to check the quality the type of disciples we are producing why why is it important i'm going to try and give you according to our time 10 reasons Number one is that your disciple shows us who you are. In Matthew chapter 7 from verse 15 to 20 Jesus said beware of false prophets. By their fruits, you will know them. Matthew chapter 7, seven from verse 15. Yes. Beware of false prophets. L- listen to how Jesus puts it. He says, beware, be careful, attention, false prophets are around. Yes. Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. They are wolves, but they dress like children of God and like sheep and they are among the sheep they are in church but they are wolves they are not correct you will recognize them by their fruits how do you recognize them they are they are fruits they are can't say you see the kind of people you are producing are like you no coconut tree bears mangoes. The, every kind of person who meets you, the way they look is because you are like that. If you have been in church five years, ten years, and nobody is following you, it's because you are like that. You are like that. That's why nobody is following you. Please, are you getting the point? You are not fishing for men and women because you are not a fisher of men and women. You are following Jesus correctly. This is why you are not attracting any human being. 
It is not, nobody can force you to be a disciple maker. You are not. Why are you not? Because a tree is known by its fruits. Mango trees, purple trees, the royal palm. There are trees which don't bear fruit at all. How many people here have seen royal palm? It's a palm tree, but it doesn't bear fruit. Royal palm. And then some uh, purple trees, they don't bear fruit at all. You are like that. And so because of that, you don't have a disciple. Every year, there is no disciple. Jesus is saying, because you are a wolf in sheep's clothing. You are not correct. Yes. I'm glad some of these things because the preacher will be stoned if he says it. By their fruits, Uh-huh. Thorn bush, thorns, eh? The thorn bush. Nobody goes to a thorn bush and plucks an orange. Nobody goes to a, 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 a thistle to pluck popo. It doesn't happen anywhere, at least not in the villages and towns I have been to. I don't know if you are here. You have mango tree bearing coconut. Anybody? Anybody here? So that you come and tell us the story? So what Jesus is saying is that you are a false prophet. That's why you are not bearing any fruit. And if you bear fruit too, the fruit looks like you. Yes. Please. Ah, okay. Yes. Every yes. So every healthy tree bears good fruits. Every healthy tree bears good fruits. Every, not some. Every healthy tree bears good fruits. Do you need a sermon on that? You see, the disease tree bears bad fruit. I can imagine, as Jesus was preaching this sermon, how the people listening were feeling. Because you can, you can see yourself. You can't deceive anybody. You are like that. That's why your fruit is like that. And after this retreat, if you don't that kind of your life and prove that you are not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. I, I, I like this one. Cannot means cannot. What does cannot mean? Cannot. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a diseased fruit too cannot bear good fruit. So, 
In actual fact, at this retreat, you can take another look at the kind of people you are producing. You have been on this earth 18 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. Look back, look around yourself. Are you a healthy tree? What kind of fruit are you bearing? You, you should look at your own life. This is why a retreat is important. Because we retreat. You, you go back and then you ask yourself questions. Questions. And it shows also, you know some churches, when you ask somebody, which church are you? And you are behaving like this? You see? Yeah. Which church? Ah, that's why. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. You are from that church. That, this. Because the church produces such people. I, I normally tell the story of my big brother. He is dead now. And every town they transfer him to as a teacher, he will impregnate somebody in his class. School teacher. Every town. Then when he impregnates, then they transfer him. So finally, he impregnated another lady in his class and they transferred him again. Then he wrote a, a, a silly letter to the uh, uh, regional office that why are they transferring him? Me. And he was here, they transferred, he was here. So, the uh, Ghana Education Service regional manager invited him to the office. And told him that because of this letter, you are dismissed. You went here, you impregnated this girl. Is it not true? You went to, we transferred you, you impregnated. Is it not true? We went there. Now we've transferred you again and you have written such, such a letter to the office. You are dismissed as a teacher. Because you are not allowed to be impregnating girls in your class. Then he said, I beg. Then the man said, No. He said, I beg. He said, whose son are you? Then he mentioned my father's name, Mr. Jomensa. Then the man said, Mr. Jomensa is your father. I don't believe. If he is your father, bring him. So he came and begged my father to accompany him to the Ghana education. And my father went. He told me the story himself. Of course, I'm talking about something which is like 30 years plus. He said when he entered the Ghana Education Office, uh, uh, the uh, regional director got up. He said, oh, Mr. Domensa, you have brought forth a son and he's so foolish. <laughs> you know, the kind of disciples you produce, they, they say more about you than you think. You see, your church, the kind of people your church produces. The Bible schools, 
the kind of people the Bible schools are turning out. Every healthy tree bears good fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit. I know what you are thinking. You are saying, oh, in my case, it's not like that. Please, read it. Let's hear what Jesus is saying. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, mm. nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Yes. That's 18. Yes. Okay, we move on. Let's, let's finish. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Ah. 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 Uh-huh. You know, many people think when they make disciples, they are helping CDM. It's wrong. <laughs> you see? When you make disciples, you are not helping your partner. Oh, you cry. You should thank me. The way I as a bank manager uh, before I to church, you should thank me. Is you? <laughs> this is, is that what you think? Oh yeah, I'm busy. So even if I come to church, you have to congratulate me. Jesus says, every tree that that is and thrown into the fire. Heaven is asking something from your life. Every life is supposed to bear fruit. So if you are not bearing fruit, you need to wake up. This is why God brought you to this retreat. Yes, finish the verse 20 for us. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. 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 But you see that I've spent too much time on the first point. Let's go to the second point. Second reason why we need a retreat to look at the kind of fruit we are producing is because everybody's work will be tested by fire on judgment day. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we won't read from verse 11, but we will take it from verse 13. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 3, from verse 13, yes, verse each one's work will become manifest, Yes, for the day will disclose it, Yes, because it will be revealed by fire. <laughs> you see, when we come to church or come to CDM, everybody, we are all just jumping, it's dancing time, you know, on that day, it's not going to be, 
Yes? Next? Next person? Then they pass you and your work through fire. For the day will disclose it. The day will disclose it. And it will be revealed by fire. It will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. The fire will test it what sort of work you have done in this life. The fire will test what sort of life you have lived and work you have done. The fire will test it. Look, this retreat, you better look at your life. You better look at your life because fire will test your life in the work you are doing. So, uh, you know, because when we all come like this, the way our faces are, nobody can know whether you are bearing good fruit, you are bearing no fruit, you are bearing bad fruit, nobody knows. You all look so beautiful, handsome, everybody's looking nice. That day, how handsome or tall you are, whether you are in Agbada or Batakari or uh, Kente, that's not going to be what is used. Fire is what is going to be used to test your works. What sort of work you have done with your life? If it's silver, precious, last. If it's hey, And it's good to be told now. It's good to be told now. Because Romans chapter 14 verse 10 and verse 12 says, We must all give account of our lives before the judgment seat of Christ. All of us. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Did you hear? So we will all stand. Archbishop, Pope, uh, what other titles are right, reverend, honorable, and uh, bigger titles than that. Uh, uh, chief apostles. None of them will sit. We will all stand. For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Before the judgment seat of God. And verse 12. So then each of us each. will give an account of himself to God. Each of us will give an account of himself to God. You know, some people like hiding behind the pastor. Hiding behind the pastor's wife. Then say, the, my mother made me do it. And his father, he didn't look up. And he's my, he's my husband. That, he, that man is an axis of evil. He is the one. When we go before God, I will tell God about how you troubled me. Look, we are going to account of ourselves. You see, you can't bluff anybody 
with the kind of fruit you are producing. Because there is a judgment seat. I'm going to stand. When they call your name, that's it. Now, the third reason why we need to look at the quality of the people we are producing is that if their quality is not good, then it is not worth spreading, finishing the task of world evangelism. Because nobody wants you to be spreading that poor quality work anywhere. When you make a basket in uh, Ogbojo, or one of these gang villages, uh, uh, like uh, Oyarifa, you make a basket there, and you want to send it and sell it at Accra Central. You must test the bucket well, basket well. Otherwise, when you send it there, and in the market, people bring, you know, national prize baskets. Nobody will look at yours. You know, when I was going to school, hey, I was first in class, second, third, quarter, quarter. Then, common entrance came. And I passed for Bishop Emma. When I went to the class, we were 105. Then the exams came. First time when the results came, I was number 41. <laughs> Even Latin, I was the last because I, I got, I was the 101 in Latin and Four people were sick. They didn't take the exam. <laughs> Many times, we think you are, you are a champion. Your whole church, you pray most. As for memorizing Bible verses, dear, the whole church, no bow, no bow, no bow. When you are there, hey, hey, people tremble, crowd. It's because you haven't met champions. When they bring you to the big market and you meet people who are people, you won't even bring yours out. You know when we were missionaries in Mauritania? That place, the ground was hard and things were difficult. So we went for an international meeting and i got ready to tell people that hey our place is difficult then they invited the first person to come and talk he they used aeroplane to fly him into the bush he was working in south america when he finished i didn't get up again you see Many of you think you are making disciples. It's because you have not come to the world market of disciples. When you bring your disciple and other people bring their disciples, you see that you will hide. That day, 
You hide. Because the disciple you are, is this the person you are producing? Then you say, no. Is this, where, where did you say your disciple was? Oh, I'm coming. This is it. God is not interested in multiplying CDM to go global if the quality of disciples you are producing is not world class. It's not global, you know, global excellence. If it isn't there, why should he spread us? Jehovah's Witnesses are spreading. Mormons are spreading. Eh? Aladura is spreading. Christo Asafo is spreading. Caribbean Seraphim is spreading. Muslims are spreading. Hindus are spreading. Why should God spread you? What he should do is hide you. Because if you come out with that disciple, there will be storm. It is important to look at the quality of people we are producing. So that when we get onto the world market, put our disciples down. Bam. Everybody should salute and say, oh yeah, that's correct. These disciples, yeah, Christ-like. Hey, correct, Christ follower. Yes, transformed. Okay, fisher of men. Oh, correct. And then, you see, as you present your disciples, then people are blowing tongues. Coriander, habaka, kiki, kamahabayegegeanda. Oh, yeah, because your disciples, they are correct. But do you want me to go on? Do you want me to tell you more reasons why the quality of your disciples matter? Okay. But another reason why it is important is the disciples you are making are presents you are going to present to Jesus on that day. Colossians 1.28 says, Him, Jesus, we preach, warning every man, teaching every man, till we present every man mature, perfect in Christ. We, you are going to present the people to Jesus. Him we proclaim, mm. warning everyone, and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. He says we may present everyone mature in Christ. We, we are presenting the people. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 and verse 3. We are presenting the people to Jesus as virgin, pure. And so, you must understand the MC, was it the MC or uh, the... Brother Jake, he quoted the Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. He says that Jesus is washing us with the water of the word so that he will present us to himself. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her, by the washing of water 
with the world so that he might present the church to himself in splendor. Did you hear that? Present the church to himself in splendor. Without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. So you, you remember when Joseph's brothers were going to Joseph. Their father said, take some pistachios, nuts, take some from here, some honey, take some so that when you meet Joseph, present it to him. So when we meet Jesus, I'm going to tell Jesus, oh, the way you came to die for me, <laughs> I have brought you some disciples. So <laughs> thank you very much. So please, here they are. We, we are presenting presents to Jesus. And that day, one day I didn't go to school. My father asked that they should check why I didn't go to school. And I said, oh, my shorts is torn. So he told them to come and tell me to bring the shorts. Giddy, giddy. Now, the truth was that there was only a little mark on the shorts. I knew that if I sent that to my father as the reason for not going to school, I would get a spanking. So I went and hid behind the garage, took blade, and I started cutting the, the, the pair of shorts. I remember it as, as yesterday because they came and caught me. <laughs> and they took myself, the blade, the shot, they took all of us into the presence of my father. That's how of you are going to feel when, when Jesus comes. You to present yourself and the, the thing you have done with 40, 50, 70 years on this earth. You have to come and present yourself to him. Give him a present. And that's the time when you say, ah, this CDM retreat cry, what were they saying? I should have listened that day. Amen. Okay. My time has run out. But you need to understand that The quality of disciples we produce will affect everything because disciples produce disciples. Good disciples produce good disciples. The next generation of the church, the next generation of leaders in the church are affected by this present generation of the disciples we produce. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 says, The things you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men who will be able to pass it on to others. It took more to produce. It took Elijah.
to produce an Elisha. It took Jesus to produce a Peter, a John. It took Paul to produce a Timothy. What kind of disciple are you making? Let me close with three points on improving the quality of disciples you are making. Number one, yourself. Work on yourself because Luke 6, 40 says the disciple is not above his teacher. Luke 6, 40 A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone, when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. Everyone, everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. If you pray, your disciples will pray. If you memorize Bible verses, your disciples will memorize Bible verses. If you read your Bible through yearly, your disciples will read the Bible through yearly. If you win souls, your disciples will win souls. If you make disciples, your disciples will make disciples. It takes deeply converted people to convert people deeply. It takes somebody who knows God well to teach your disciples God well. The depth of your life affects the That's number one. So, if you want the quality of your disciples to, to improve and grow, work on yourself. That's the first. Remove the moat from your eye. Then you'll be able to see and take a log out of other people's eyes. Number two. Steady the way Jesus made his disciples and do same. Steady the says made disciples. And I tell you many stories about that. At first, I used to just get up and pick disciples. Hey, you come. I want to disciple you. Hey, you come. I want to disciple you. Hey, hey, come. And some will betray me. Some will chop me. Some will deceive me. At the end of the day, there is nobody left. Then one day, I said, Ah, Luke 6, 12 and 13 says, Jesus, the whole night he prayed and he chose. Let me also pray. So I stayed the whole night in the house. I was on our compound there, just walking, praying the whole night. And the names I had, I saw that God started removing some people's names and throwing them away. Then, he was bringing in some people. By day, I was sure. Then I took the phone and I started calling them one by one. Every one of them said, oh, thank you. This is what I've been looking for. And the interesting thing is that till today, 
I still pray for them. And they have made it. You know, they are not here today, but I think, I hope some of them are online. But they are alive. And on the field. I can tell anybody in the world that Jesus' methods, they work. Oh, tell your friend, Jesus' methods, they work. Oh. Don't make disciples where you are teaching Jesus how to make disciples. You see, sometimes we do the thing, and Jesus, do you see, you have to learn from me, you know. But the way you make disciples, I have found it an easier way, which you didn't know. You see, actually do, do it this way, and then do it this way. <laughs> One gentleman told us that his son went to school and came back and said, Daddy, I can swim. And daddy said, eh, how? Oh, teacher taught us. You just do it like this. And then you do, pump, and then you do putum. And then you do putum, 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 putum. So the daddy didn't want to argue. So he just picked him up and threw him into the pool. And he took him up. <laughs> you said that you were taught in school how to swim. Use Jesus' methods. There is nothing you can teach Jesus about disciple making. Use his methods. And my third key is pray for your disciples. Pray for your disciples. Because the prayer will make them stand and mature. Colossians, let's read the Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12 Colossians 4.12 12. 12. Who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. Always struggling on your behalf in prayer. That you may stand mature. That you may stand mature. And fully Assured in all the will of God. Will you add Galatians 4.19? Sure. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. That's Paul. My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. Have you seen a woman in labor before. Most husbands don't go there. Because sometimes you are even confused. Because it's your wife. So you can't handle it. And most men, they put two legs into one part of their trousers. Because your wife is in labor. You go into the room, you come out, you go. Paul says that for Christ to be formed in disciples, you need labor. I'm traveling in labor. Some of you, the only time you weep is when your computer has crashed. Or your mobile phone fell into water. And you can't retrieve the... That that time there you weep. But soul business, disciple business, is is labor. 
I wanted to call one of the ladies to come and tell you how labor pains are. But because many of you young men don't understand. You travel for souls. You, you, you grow. I, I, when I saw the Romans 8, 26 and 27, it says that we don't know how to pray as we ought. The Spirit helps our infirmities. Because he makes intercession with groans. Who are he? Groans which cannot be uttered. And when you are praying for your disciple, say, Hello, Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, hello. Hi. I, I, you know, you have to take care of Kwame. Kwame. <laughs> you know, the way this lady is tempting Kwame. You, you, Daddy, Daddy, Abba Father, you know, don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> Amen. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.